0: You're listening to TGIF Geocaching Radio, and it seems we have a special broadcast this holiday season. In past years, Cache the Line has taken you on some excellent Christmas geocaching adventures and met oodles of little friends along the way. This year, the daily adventure continues up until Christmas, but from a slightly different perspective. So listen in and join us on this audio adventure. The seven days of Geopodmas begins now. It's that time again, that time of year when the treasure troops felt even more inspired to get out and find geocaches that had a sore shortage of tradable treasures and to get them restocked. Sergeant Green loved his missions, diving through a teleporting portal. No guts, no glory, he'd say, and what a ride it was. He stepped into his tiny plastic army boots and laced them up tight. He slung his stiff green rucksack over his back, tightened his light green shoulder pads and adjusted his helmet. He'd been on a break for a while, on leave while other troops headed out on their own missions. He was one of countless little troops, each one heading to a destination geocache. Would it be large enough to hold treasures? Would it be empty? Would it be in decent enough condition to receive a couple of army men toys that would out of the portal and into the cache? Determining that was all part of their task, and part of their adventure. Private... Don't forget to lace your boots properly, he shouted at another nearby Green Army trooper. That one looked a little young, a little fresh, and may not know what work awaited on the other side of the portal. Not all troops were Green Army men, but they were a hearty bunch, and a popular treasure often left in geocaches. Troops came in all different shapes and sizes, different kinds of toys and trinkets, sometimes even made of pocket change. But the Army men, Sergeant Green, was proud to be one of them. Green remembered the good old days. Just after he was rescued from a geocache in which he sat for a very long time. Occasionally it would open and he'd be picked up and looked at, but thrown back. The sergeant was oddly shaped. Not a tough, rugged looking trooper like some of the ones he'd heard of before his days in the geocache. He was starting to feel like an outcast. But one day he was startled and looked up, seeing only a blinding white light. Suddenly he found himself surrounded by other army men. Some missing limbs, some with oddly shaped bodies or melted plastic wounds. There were some other toys and trinkets around too. That was a pivotal day. That was when he was recruited, given a new life with actual missions. From that day, Sergeant Green had a purpose. To find geocaches that had room to hold other little treasures, then signal back to headquarters, wherever that was, that another container was in need of some treasures. Moments later, a new portal would open, through which arrived an order of treasure which would tumble down into the container, and sometimes it would spill and he'd have to pick up the new treasures and put them back into the container. They were adventurous missions to be sure, especially when he'd arrive near the target geocache only to find humans already there, poking around and ruffling through the geocache contents. If that happened, he had to watch out and stay out of sight until the way was clear. But now, it was the time of year that Christmas approached in many parts of the world, and many humans were focused on holidays, gatherings, and gift-giving, and so it was prime time for stocking geocaches. Sergeant Green stepped up to his portal pad. His wide, white eyes reflected the glow of the monolith before him. There stood a large ring with eight slowly rotating brackets, each displaying different designs. The ring was adorned with panels of images, cities and forests, rivers and deserts. When he first saw it, he'd never seen anything like it. He didn't know what all the imagery meant or did. All he knew was that when he stepped through that central gateway, a bright glowing white surface he couldn't quite focus his eyes on, he would suddenly appear in a brand new environment. And so, with anticipation, he glanced around at others nearby also stepping up to their portals. He locked eyes with a little wobbly marble guy next to him the white glow of his gateway shining off his glassy face. And as he gave an itsy bitsy salute with a tiny plastic tap as his hand touched his head, they both turned and together stepped forward into their own gateways, stepping into the white right now. When stepping through one of these corridors, after appearing at the other end, it would shoop down into a small navigation device. The troops had to carry this device, which would point the way to their destination. The portal was never perfectly precise, so the treasure troops, that's what they called themselves, had to use that disc-shaped tool to find their target geocache container. It would spin and rotate, pointing the way. They were never too far from their target, but almost never appeared right next to it. Sergeant Green was growing used to the small thump he felt every time he popped out of the portal. It dizzied him a bit, but that always faded quickly, along with the white flash before the portal dissipated in a wispy fog, leaving the navigator on the ground below. His target mission was a small container, just a little plastic box with locking flaps. But he had the right tools for the job to get those pesky things open with his tiny plastic hands. Looking up, the sun was high, but all he saw were enormously tall, swaying green blades of grass, at least twice his size. He sighed, knowing this was going to be another strenuous bushwhack. But he didn't hear anything else. No chatter from monstrous humans, no engines, no barking from their four-legged sidekicks. This time, it was just Sergeant Green and that towering green. He raised the navigator, which spun slightly, and he turned to look in the direction of the arrow. Through the swaying blades, he spotted another hurdle, a very large brown wooden obelisk. It was what they call a stump, and it was right up his alley. He'd found enough to know through his trained geosenses that his destination must lie somewhere within its walls. Blade after monstrous blade he pushed aside, bushwhacking to the base of the wooden tower. Sergeant Green's odd shape and sharp boots and fingers made climbing trees a little easier for him than for some others who had smoother and rounder hands and feet. His oddities were his gift. As he ascended one step at a time, he found loose bits of bark and wood, cracks he could wedge in and pull. This was a free climb, but he felt confident with it. Soon he made it to the top, placed a hand over the soft edge and pulled himself up. He slung the navigator over his shoulder and into the rucksack and tiptoed around the surface, hopping over crevices and cracks, peering into the depths. Soon he found one large gully and inside laid an enormous green leaf resting flat. He reached back to pull out his climbing thread ball because it would be faster using that to get down. But when he grabbed it and pulled, out came his navigator with it. By the time he realized and spun around, it had rolled a good distance, bouncing over the rough surface. He dashed over to grab it and jumped, but missed it by a hair. Down the navigator disc bounced over the stump's edge, down into the forest of grass below. Well, this was a quandary. Should he climb down and get it, or check the cache first? He had to be quick about it. Humans might be on their way. The sergeant made his way back and tossed the thread down to the gully, then climbed down to the leaf. He lifted the corner and peeked under, pleased to find the shell of the geocache, locked shut and clean. He hopped down under the leaf and peered inside. There wasn't much visible, just a little plastic horse, a yellow rubber eraser that looked like a smiling face, and a short dull pencil that sat next to a typical notebook the humans would sign. This geocache looked prime for a restocking. In short order, he had the leaf lifted, the locks popped, and the lid raised so the container was open from above but he still needed the navigator to signal headquarters the precise location to send the treasures. He pulled himself back up his thread, collected it, and dashed back over to the stump's edge, tossing the thread down and started to descend. He scanned the ground to try to spot the disk while climbing down, but he couldn't see anything. He was getting worried. It had to be there. He systematically searched by spiraling out from where he was sure that it landed, pushing aside grass blades and little balls of dirt and wood chips, and suddenly he heard Hey, Sergeant! echoed a voice from above. Turning back to the stump, he looked up. It was Tim. Tiny Tim. Sergeant Green had never met him, but had heard stories of him. He was a little puppy ornament and had a magic hat and could jump around at will, no need for a portal or navigator. He wondered if he might ever earn one of those magic hats for himself. Looking for this? Tim held his navigator so that Green could see it. Sure enough, that was it. And he did a little hop with excitement. Immediately, Green dashed over and climbed back up the stump, but just as he arrived at the top, he heard with a growing whoosh and jingle, Better be more careful next time! Keep up the good work! Gotta go! Thanks, Tiny Tim! he shouted back, but it was too late, and he poofed away. But there in front of Sergeant Green laid the navigator. He picked it up, and finished his mission. On the back of the disc was a button. With the open cache in sight, he pointed the navigator at the cache and held the button until a little beacon lit. Almost immediately, there was a small swirling wind just above the cache, and there opened another portal, this one facing downward, and from it dropped two little green army men toys, just enough to fit into the container. He let go of the button and sighed in relief. He thanked Tiny Tim quietly for the help, then closed up shop, replacing the geocache just as he'd found it, leaf hiding its existence to the untrained eye. Now, returning to headquarters was a little different. The navigator had to be placed on the ground, sitting on its edge. Then it had to be spun fast enough for it to start glowing, and in the swirling, it would fade as a new portal opened. It had just enough energy to allow through the same who had first traveled through it, and then close up behind but it only remained for a few moments, so there was no dilly dallying. He set the navigator on its edge, gave a strong spin, and stepped back as the portal grew. He took a deep breath and stepped into the white right now. The warp back through was like a roller coaster ride through clouds, following a wavy, curvy line until a dark hole grew at the end of the line, and then. Green was a little dizzy as usual, but when the world stopped spinning around him, there once again stood Tiny Tim. Sergeant, take a look, he pointed. Green turned around and another type of window had opened, this one from afar and much higher, looking down at the stump that held the geocache. There was a trail nearby and some light snow on the ground. A little down the trail was a couple with a baby stroller and two kids. The mother glanced up from a device in her hand and looked towards the stump. It's just a few meters over there through the grass. Can you two find the geocache? The two dashed over, the grass was no problem for the humans, and found the stump. Here, they pointed and called back. I don't know, take a look. Can you find anything? The kids circled and ruffled around. The boy human jumped up on the stump and kept looking while the girl poked around the base of the stump, moving bits of wood and checking weeds. Soon there was a cheer as one of them moved the leaf and the container was discovered. I found it! Good job, congratulated the dad. He stepped over to the stump and retrieved the container. As he popped the flaps and opened it, he whispered, Let's see if there's any treasures in there. Tiny Tim looked at Green, who was watching intensely as the scene unfolded. The dad had brought a little bag, and while he took the log notebook to sign it, the kids found the little toys inside. He reminded the kids, Remember not just to take something you want from the cash. We want to trade for something from our bag because the next kids to arrive may want something. Remember to give, too just like the people who found this before you did, so that you could find those toys. They wanted to trade for an army man and the horse, so they opened their bag and, after thinking for a second, pulled out a rubber ball and a beaded bracelet. With smiles on their faces, they dropped the two items in the cache and ran back to the trail with their traded treasures, while the dad closed up the cache and placed it back just as they'd found it. Sergeant Green was inspired and remembered why the treasure troop did what they did. Remember, said Tim, the treasure isn't just the stuff in the cache. It's the fun, the excitement, and cheer. That's your simple mission, to make geocaching a little more fun by adding just a few extra things in geocaches. Green took a deep breath. He glanced around and saw many other portals opening, more troops of all shapes and sizes, each taking those steps of faith to an unknown location, trying to make sure that each cache had something to bring that extra little boost of joy with the smiley face. Now march on, soldier. Another mission awaits," said Tiny Tim with some gusto as the window portal closed. Green looked back at Tim, stood up straight, pushed his chest out, and took a deep breath. He turned back to his portal, which was just powering up. He patted his pockets and made sure his tools were secure. The brackets and panels began to spin, the white glow in the middle grew larger, and he stepped forward. Left, right, left, right, reinvigorated ready to take on his next mission. The glow engulfed him as he stepped into the white, right